Dottie Lou has long been one of my most popular songs. Every band I play in wants to play it. Everyone who plays the song wants to meet Dottie. Today we'll break down the song and try to discover what makes it so popular. And we'll have a little chat with Dottie Lou Crisp herself, live and in person, and catch up with her and what she's been doing with herself for the past 30 years or so. Hi, I'm Tim Rose, and this is the Tim Tunes Podcast, Episode 3-5, Dottie Lou, Fable and Fact. In this episode, we'll dive into the song Dottie Lou and speak with the lady herself. So relax, take your shoes off, and settle back for the next 20 minutes or so. I met Dorothy Lou Crisp at Frostburg State College in Frostburg, Maryland, around 1974 or so. We were friends. We took a few classes together and hung around a bit, but we were never a thing. Consequently, I can still sing the song. A word to the wise. Don't put the name of your girl slash boyfriend in a song. I promise you that later on, your spouse or significant other won't like it when you sing those songs. And God forbid that song becomes popular. Then you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. But I digress. I remember that Dottie Lou was going through a rough patch. She had developed a reputation. Now, back in the day, a reputation was not a good thing for a girl to develop. It meant that you were easy and that you had loose morals. With the song Dottie Lou, I decided to take that reputation and instead of seeing it as a weakness, infuse it with the power it really had. So now, instead of Dottie Lou, the character in the song, being a victim, the real Dottie Lou never was, by the way, she wields the power of her sex. In reality, a lot of this was me observing her and simply documenting what was going on. But what is it that makes this song so popular? I think there are three things. One, the possibility of sex. Two, catchy tune and lyrics, easy to understand and remember. And three, start with the hook. Let's look at these in reverse order. Starting with the hook is a time-honored way to get the listener into the song right away. So, by beginning the song with the chorus, I go right into the hook. A lot of popular songs do this. In fact, this was one of Frank Sinatra's techniques that subsequent music producers recognized and brought forward into rock and roll. For instance, the songs Rock and Roll Music and Maybelline by Chuck Berry go right to the hook. So instead of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, I play chorus, verse, chorus, verse. This immediately gets the attention of the listener and has them wondering, who is this Dottie Lou and why are you waiting for her? Now they want to hear the verse and understand who Dottie Lou is. If I started with the verse, then you run the risk of missing the first verse and then not getting the humor of the song. This is especially true when you're playing the song in a barroom environment, which is what we were doing most of the time. Thank you. 
the time I wrote this song, I was listening to a lot of stride-influenced music. Redbone, Little Feet, Bonnie Raitt, Scott Joplin. And I loved that choppy wood rhythm guitar strumming style. This is what I mean by that. At the same time, I was listening to a lot of circle of fifths or fourths progressions. These are found in folk songs like uh, Jonathan Edwards' Shanty or millions of jazz songs and transitions from one verse to another. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. This stuff can be found all over my songs, especially the songs of this period. In fact, this song starts off on a G chord, then goes to an F sharp chord. I mean, what was I thinking? I think somehow the F sharp is a substitute for the fifth chord. Back to the root, and then I'm off to the circle of fourths mentioned before in the second half of the chorus. In fact, I use the same chord progression in the verse, only down an octave lower. Here. Listen to the middle of the chorus with just the chords and the melody. Should I just stand at the bar, love, and talk to you? Tell me what do you want me to do? Now, listen to the verse with the same chords, played twice as long, but in the same order. She got long brown hair and a slinky smile And when she starts to shake it large, she drives me wild When you're stepping out with Donnie Lou, you're stepping out in style Well, she make you feel like a man in just a little while, oh, that's sweet I didn't even realize that this was the case, the way these chords were constructed Until I did this analysis of the song There's no falling in love in this song. There is, however, the possibility of sex. At least, that is what is implied by the song, or perhaps inferred by the user. It seems there's a line of suitors all wanting the attentions of Dottie Lou. We get the impression that Dottie Lou is free to choose, or not choose, as she so whims. I think there's a kernel of truth here in that, in almost any relationship, sexual or otherwise, there's one person asking for something and another person giving something. Or not. That being said, I didn't really think about any of this stuff in the 45 minutes it took me to write this song back in the 70s. Heck, it's taken me a lot longer to analyze it than it took me to write it. And after all, these are just my own opinions. I feel a little like a tree trying to describe itself. <laughs> Okay, enough of my pontificating. Let's listen to the song and guitar-only version of Dottie Lou. I think this is the best version where you can hear the chords and the lyrics clearly. Recorded in 2009 and included on my virtually live collection of songs, here is Dottie Lou. Daddy Lou, what do you want me to do, Daddy Lou? 
Can I just stand at the bar, love, and talk until two? Tell me, what do you want me to do? She got long brown hair and a slinky smile. And when she starts to shake it, Lord, she drives me wild. When you're stepping out with Donnie Lou, you're stepping out in style. Well, she make you feel like a man in just a little while. Oh, that sweet, sweet little Donnie Lou. Come on, baby, what do you want me to do? Should I just stand at the bar and talk until two? What do you want me to do? Well, you'll think she's not looking when you lay down your card But I can tell you, sucker, that she's looking hard Well, you might look good, but you can't see far And she's off before you know it in somebody else's car Oh, yeah, mm-mm-mm, sweet little Dottie Come on, baby, what do you want me to do? Should I just stand at the bar, you know, and still do? I said, now what do you want me to do, Dottie Well, some say she's been misguided, and others say she's hard to tame. But everybody gets excited when they mention her name. Well, the women all get indignant, and the men all go insane. But tell me, is sweet little Dottie really the one to blame? Whoa, no! Don't, I say I don't, I don't think so Come on and tell me what do you want me to do What do you want me to do, Daddy I met up with Dottie Lou in the summer of 2022 in Arlington, Virginia. We hadn't seen each other in at least 20 years as we sat down to have a nice chat. So this is uh, Tim Rose, and uh, this is the Tim Rose Tim Tunes podcast. And I'm here today with uh, Dottie Lou Crisp. And how are you, Dottie? I'm doing great today. Thank That's you. That's great. That's great. So, Dottie, um, where are you from? I'm a third-generation native Washingtonian. Wow. And uh, I've lived mostly in the D.C. area until I had a career and I moved to California. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back. Wow. That's, that's... And you, you're retired now? I am. I'm a retired attorney. And what kind of law did you, what kind of stuff did you do? Um, I was a, a trial attorney, um, and I also did appeals. Um, that's what I really liked a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't have to deal with clients so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I also did water law and uh, public public law. In California. In Cal- all in California. Yeah, water law in California. It's a big different thing than it is here. Oh, way different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like gold. Yeah, it is. I mean, because it's a most of it is a desert. It's life. It's money. <laughs> you know. Extremely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas so we have rain. 
Yes. Right. When, when well, you have I'm rain. In, when I say here, I'm in D.C. right now, but I mean, I'm, I live up in Boston. So. Oh, and there's plenty of rain up there, too. Yeah, a lot of times. We've had a couple of droughts the past few years. Well, they're, you know, they're everywhere. But, I mean, you know, what we call a drought, you guys call good weather. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. they're the California people. Yeah, yeah. I love living in California. Yeah. Um, but uh, I came back to the East because this is where my family is. I know, I've known you for a long time. Yes. I remember, I think I met you... Um, who was at Frostburg? I know it was at Frostburg, but I remember when I met you, you had like a bandana around your head. You had on jeans and you had on, uh, I think, leather boots. Am I, am I remembering that or some kind of boots or something? Oh, yeah. I wore those um, those moccasin, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, moccasin shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought, this, this girl's cool. <laughs> She's very cool. Very hip. And uh, you were in, you were talking to Ann Wallinger, and somehow I just got into the conversation. I yeah. probably just in, you know inserted myself into it. She she was a great teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved her. Yeah, um, so that was where I, I first became aware of you, hmm. uh, and then you know I got to know you kind of peripherally for a little while, and then you know we kind of became friends through theater because I think we were taking some of the same classes or right. something maybe. In the theater. Now, Dottie Lou is your real name, though. Well, my name is Dorothy Lou Crisp. Dorothy Lou. Okay. Dorothy. Dor- Dorothy. Dorothy. Okay. <laughs> well, it's easier to say Dottie Lou. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, and that's and that's what I've been known as for many years. Yeah. Although a lot of people still just call me Dottie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or anybody call you Dot? No, I wouldn't allow that. I remember you supporting me. Uh, when I was here in the area playing, right. I remember you going to um, somewhere in the Singer Studio. Yes, yes. And uh, you know that time I played, uh, I, I played Dottie Lou, of course. But I was just—I remember at one point you taught me a certain skill. Uh, that uh, was very valuable to me in years to come. What's the that? dip kiss. How to dip somebody. You know, the, the thing where you turn them and you... Oh, you, I don't remember that. You you, you made my head spin. Mm. You you dip kiss me. And it's like, because what happens is like you totally lose everything, you know? The other person is like totally helpless. <laughs> you know? It's like a karate move or something. But... Uh, that was a that I remember that uh, and it was like wow I gotta remember that oh my gosh yeah and and I have no recollection of it whatsoever well you know time yeah what are you gonna do time and beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> like hey we were kids we were kids having a good time that's right yeah so that was when I kind of started getting going on playing mm. and writing songs mm-hmm. and stuff and that was while in that house is where I wrote. Dottie Lou. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Something precipitated it that made me, you know, somebody said something about you, like, was casting shade mm. on you, and I thought, well, that's not nice. Mm-hmm. But they're just jealous. Ah. You know? So then I wrote the song. Yeah. And uh, I have to say, that song has, has withstood the test of time. Really? Every band that I play it with loves it. Really? Yes. Every band it is a great song. Loves it. And every crowd loves it. Every, you know, 
it's just, it's one of those, uh, I always thought it was like this super simple song until I tried to play it for other musicians. And they're like, what's the chord there? You know? <laughs> and it's, like, it's not, it's not that, I mean, it's straightforward, you know, but it's not, uh, you know, it's funny, like when you look at something and you get really into it and you think things are simple mm-hmm. and then you, you know, somebody else comes to look at it and it's like, but they're not. Right, right. You know? Don't you find, like, when you're trying to tell the story of your life? Yeah. Like that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, you know, I, I've told people, you know, who, things about my life, and then it's like, oh, well, it didn't seem that complicated when I was going through it. Right. Yeah, so I guess it's yeah the same way. I know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. I think it's about any kind of thing that you you study or you look at closely. You just assume after a while that everybody knows that. Exactly. And I think that's what happens with the internet, right? It's like people are like studying the internet and they just see the same, because it gets reinforced, you see the same thing over and over and over. You just think everybody thinks that way. Right, right. And everybody thinks the way that whatever they're looking at and, you know, whatever's getting reinforced for them is. Yeah. So that's why it's so screwed up right now. Oh, yeah. Because it's literally like polar opposites. You know? no, and nobody wants to hear what, you know, what's going on in the other people's yeah. minds. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah it is terrible. Mm. Too bad. Mm-hmm. Those people are so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but we're perfect. We're perfect. That's right. That's right. That's right. I always try to put that little, maybe this isn't what you think it is. Uh, the, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's not really necessarily about who you think it's about. Right. Right, that's the whole point. So, You may think you know who this ditty is about. There is at least one person who you know like this, no doubt. But you better take that plank out from your own eye, my friend. And look at how you get your facts before casting aspersions. So, um, so yeah, your song is, is it's been, it's famous. But, you know, I remember, I mean, I remember you supporting me uh, when I was here in the area playing. Right. I remember you going to um, Somewhere in the Singer Studio. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, that time I played, uh, I, I played Dottie Lou, of course. And, uh, you know, some of those other, some of the other songs. But I, the one, the one, the one thing that really stays in my mind was uh, when I played Fallen Angel. Oh. And I hit that last chord. You know, that uh, Picardi third, it comes out, you know, it's all this negative, and then at the end it's positive kind uh-huh. of thing. And it just, there was dead silence oh, after yeah. I did that, you know, and I thought, oh man, I've really fucked up. And then people were like, yeah, that was yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just want to thank you for supporting me. Oh, well, it's my pleasure because I always loved hearing you sing. Yeah. Falling in. stuff is like all packed in together yeah I went to your house once I think I don't remember what it was for but I, I saw I went to your house and I don't remember mm, why. I don't either yeah um, maybe it was one of the parties I had when my parents were away there was no there was no oh, party no? it was just me knocking on the door and oh. your dad came to the door oh okay you know Papa Chris <laughs> <laughs> 
And he was probably very cordial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> Back in those days, he, he didn't have a very good sense of humor. No. Well, I was working two full-time jobs, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> the blue-collar neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. you're Baptist, right? I grew up Southern Baptist. Yeah, yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah, went to Temple Hills Baptist Church. That's where I, went, where I was a Boy Scout there. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When the, the church got struck by lightning. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Yeah, the, the temple, the, the, uh, the steeple. The steeple? You could, you could go in the sanctuary and you could see the, the water. Oh, yeah. You know, I you remember, do remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, we went there. From the time we moved to Maryland in 1963 mm -hmm. and until I got out of law school in 1983. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Situation. Well, I grew up singing in in that. Well, uh, we went to Baptist churches when we lived in Virginia before yeah. moving to Maryland. But um, yeah, I sang in every everything there. The only yeah. time my dad came to church with us was when I was singing. <laughs> Can you get me into heaven, friend? Do you think you've got the key? So, but yes, my, um, you know, well, you Southern Baptist that singing yeah. was like yeah, you sang five hymns in the, right? in a service. Yeah, know, that was the yeah, way it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, just as I am. That the the invitation hymn, just and, as I am. I mean, my my favorite. Up from the, the grave he arose. With, with the mighty triumph for his foes. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorites, too. <laughs> I always thought that would make a great rock song. Yeah. You know? But just... the beginning of it is so... Lo, in the grave he lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so many intros. You forget all the intros. Yeah, yeah. I'd do a Sinatra thing where I'd go right to the hook and start <laughs> the song with the hook. Yeah, that's yeah. My, you know, yeah. Right. That's the way it should be. <laughs> then, then people were like, oh, yeah. Right. And did you do Bible drills? Oh, yeah, sword drills. Sword drills, right, yeah. exactly, sword drills. Yeah. I already talked about that in one of my podcasts. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you pull out the, yeah, yep. I had a special hardcover Bible. Oh, So that I, it wouldn't flop around and right. I could get to Psalms right away. Yeah, and, you know, and find the other. It. Yeah, that's yep. right. And you know what, if you're not Southern Baptist, yeah. you don't know that stuff. I know, I you know. Because I'll... Um, I'm, I go to Episcopal Church now. Right. And uh, they don't do that. They don't do anything. A Bible. No. You're like, you know, you have a Book of Common Prayer, but you right. don't. Right. Right. No Bible. Well, Episcopal is like a step away from Catholic. Yeah, it's Catholic light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my wife said, I said, well, don't you read the Bible? She said, no, no. They told us don't read the Bible. It'll only confuse you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I used to go, uh, one of the churches I went to when my daughter was little was a evangelical friends church uh -huh. so uh, it had the friends tradition evangelical friends yes wow yeah isn't that amazing wow that's crazy yeah i've never heard of that that's sort of like it's a niche yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. but anyway we i was on the worship team there and uh we would sing and then sometimes just at the end of the song, the we would just kind of vocalize, and you know, it would just like be. Uh, it wasn't like we thought about doing it. It just that's so frenzy. Happened. That's such a friends thing, isn't it? Just yeah, like just let the, the inner light. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole inner light thing, just 
kind of came I think out. It was awesome. And it, it, yeah, it was. It was uh, it would, it was like a high. It was, it really was just your whole being just sort of came out of your mouth and your whole body and yeah, I really enjoyed that. That mm-hmm. was a special that was a spiritual experience, you know. Yeah. And it was music. It yeah. was yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Now, do you have any cause or anything that you want to support right now? Anything you want people to give money to? Um, I uh, am a big supporter of humane societies. Okay. Um, and um, so, uh, whatever, I just think any, uh, any uh, assistance one can give to SPCA or various humane societies, that, that's where I would put my okay well I'm going to put in a link to one do you, oh okay do you have any particular one um, how about the Winchester SPCA okay there you go Winchester Virginia SPCA yeah okay yeah. very good yeah good right. something maybe in the theory. now Donnie Lou is your real name though well my name is Dorothy Lou Crisp Dorothy Lou okay. Dorothy 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 okay Okay, that about wraps it up. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Special thanks to Dottie Lou Crisp and to Inspector J at freesound.org for the use of his Boeing sound effect. By the way, if you want to listen to some of the songs from the last two seasons, and you don't want to have to listen to me prattling on, just go to tim-rose.com for links to stream all the music from the first two seasons. You can drop me a line at Tim Toon's Podcast on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.
got it And all the sages all the tame But everybody gets excited when they mention a name Well, the women all get indignant And the men all go insane But Johnny, your sweet little Johnny Who really the one to blame you? I don't think so Come on, tell me What do you want me